0: the book was better hello welcome back hello hello welcome to the book was better podcast i
1: am kaylee clark i'm taylor collette and this week we have a uh kind of a special episode you could call it
0: I'm calling it a special. It's the Dr. Seuss special. Yeah, it's a it's a Either three for that or one. spectacular, but I think spectacular's going a little bit too extreme. That's gonna set hopes way too high. <laughs> I don't want people's expectations to be that high. So no. it's just a special, not a spectacular.
1: It was it's a bit it's kind of per a request. Our younger sister, Rachel, has been really digging the Lorax lately and wanted us to do an episode on it. And we were like, I don't know, like we could do a full the episode. Dr. Seuss,
0: like, yeah, the movies are still full-length movies, but the books... The books are, are children's books. So. Very long. They're children's books. So we decided to
1: cram do a them all a in up
0: so to speak. Not all. Just some. That's true.
1: <laughs> Everything but the...
0: Uh... Kitchen sink. No.
1: <laughs> so...
0: What is it? We, the
1: Grinch set is going to be doing its the own Grinch. separate episode. It'll be its
0: own thing. But there are also a there's lot some of dr seuss's sh- there's some shorter have been ones turned into like these are the only little, like short like tv specials yeah. these are the only like feature length film ones that i know so of. we've got we will be covering the cat in the hat horton here's a who and the lorax today that is our focus some so. classics before that though so reminder here we go ready starting over <laughs> So today we're doing the Doctor Seuss, but then when we come back in two weeks, we will be doing the Great Gatsby, featuring We Ship It podcast. So we're going to be doing a collaboration where We Ship It podcast is going to be featured on our episode, and then we're also recording an episode with them that will be featured. Not sure when that episode some is point coming in time out on their channel at some point in time. On 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 their podcast. You so. can find more
1: information on our socials at TBWD Podcast. Wherever uh, you we are, we're excited
0: about that. So next week there will still be a mini-sode. and then we're doing our first collaboration. So that'll be fun. Woot woot! And I'm really excited to mm-hmm. be good. So I think that's the only announcement really that I had. Yeah, that's that's the main one. We still have March if you're interested in that, so mm-hmm. don't forget about that
1: we're in the we're in the works we're kind of working out some of the kinks that w- happened with the first launch and kind of coming up with some new designs so there will be a second launch, hopefully at the end of the summer. Don't quote me on that. I don't know for sure, but hopefully
0: premature announcement, but
1: yeah <laughs> just a fun That's little funny. fun little. Nugget of information for those of you who actually listen through these introductions.
0: <laughs> you don't just skip to the meat. Okay, speaking of the meat, yes, we can get into that now. Mm, <laughs> such a fun transition. Okay, so this is this is the first listen, it was a leeway. I found one and you I went did. with it. Okay. You did. So we're doing this a little differently because we're doing three different movies in one episode and we so don't want the episode to be too I'll still give a long. little bit of background information on each of the movies but not as much. Yeah, and then instead of doing three for each, we're each we're just going to do one for each movie. Mhm. book. So there'll still be a total of like six grievances across the both of us, but it won't be overwhelming hopefully for you guys. So So we're going to talk about the Cat in the Hat first. Mm -hmm. So the Cat in the Hat movie came out in two thousand and three, and I have issues with this movie. So (laughs) yeah, the director is Bo Welch, and then it had three screenwriters. And, and maybe the fact that I had three screenwriters is part of the reason why the movie is such a mess in my mind. But um, the screenwriters were Alec Berg, David Mandel, and then Jeff Schafer. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Cat in the Hat <laughs> book, it's a story about two kids who are bored at home while their parents aren't there, and a giant cat in the hat shows up, and mischief ensues, you know, like. He kind of like that's tries to make it
1: fun, but then it ends up being like, oh, no, you're going to like break stuff and we're going to get in trouble. And then right before the mom comes home, they the cat and the hat helps them clean it all up. And then the mom comes back and everything's fine. But
0: the, the book that's was originally the book. published in 1957.
1: What a throwback. So.
0: It's, it's an oldie, but a goodie. The yeah,
1: book, it's cute. It's a fun little story. That is not what happened with the movie.
0: No. No, no, no. It is not. So, I don't know who's going to go first. Who's going first? I think you go first. Did you go first last time? Ah, so, why is it my turn? This is the eternal struggle of I, this podcast. I know I'm getting confused, too, because I'm like, I might be thinking of the mini that you went first on, but I
1: don't. Oh, uh, jeez, no. yeah.
0: It really probably doesn't matter that much, but... <laughs> no, nope, you go for it. Just to us. Nobody else cares. Okay, so... My big issue and grievance with this movie is that... It's a biggie. I mean, don't get me wrong, they still follow the basic storyline of the book, but I think that they go way too extreme and over the top with the pranks, I guess you could say, that the cat in the hat pulls. mm and it gets too extreme, it gets really scary, I think, especially yeah. for younger kids. And it's like, I thought kids was the target audience, but I think this movie would freak my kids out. When I was and a kid, it was kind of it, gross. Like I hated stuff it. Stuff at the end, I just there's still funny moments, don't get me wrong. Like it's there's still stuff that made me laugh and was funny, but it's not a movie that I ever seek out to watch. I don't ever want to watch it again. I only watched it now because, like, we had to. Yeah. I I don't think it's. It was. I'm I'm waiting for them to do a Cat in the Hat movie like Horton Hears a Who or the Lorax. Like an animated, not live action. There is an animated, like, short special Uh that came out in, like, the 70s. But, like, I don't count that as a movie because it's only, like, 35 minutes long. It's basically like a TV episode. So I'm waiting for them to really do this one justice.
1: Yeah, I... I'm going to just kind of dive right in here.
0: It's Jim Carrey, right? No, it's Mike Myers. Mike Myers, sorry. Jim Carrey is in The Grinch. Right. The live-action Grinch, which we're not talking about today. <laughs> no. Sorry, I mix those two up. Mike Myers
1: as the cat in the hat was a choice for What's a couple a reasons <laughs> one traditionally mike myers is known for his very adult movies
0: well just adult comedy in, in general right yeah adult comedy i don't know of any of other children's humor.
1: movies that he was in maybe i'm just missing them maybe they weren't that good so i've never heard of them <laughs> But he's like his most well-known roles are all you know. I
0: guess it, he did a uh, Shrek, right? That was which animated? are great. Yeah, but that one was animated. I think Shrek, which helps. Sh- I don't think Shrek is based on a book. Otherwise, we would talk about Shrek. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a mini so just on Shrek for the heck
1: of it. But essentially, like he himself. Maybe it's just because in my mind I associate him with those more adult films, like adult comedies, that mm-hmm. watching him interact with children was a little off putting. Not to mention him in that grotesque
0: cat outfit. Yeah, I I just don't like live action.
2: Cat in the hat.
0: Yeah, well, like, because he's like a humanoid humanoid animal, like in the book, it kind of works because he's not super like actual human shaped. Yeah, well, it just works because it's animated. You can get away with a lot in animation (laughs) when you actually have like a dude that looks like a cat that looks like
1: a dude. It's kind of creepy. And then you put him with children and I'm like, this looks like a recipe for disaster.
0: And then we talk about little baby Dakota Fanning, though. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That tells you when this how old like I remember her being a kid when I was a kid. And it's like, of course, she's not a kid anymore because I'm an adult. So, of course, she's an adult, but still like in my head. Yeah. As a kid, I remember seeing her as a child in a bunch of films. So it's like weird to me that she's an adult. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I mean, the kids did great with what they were given. But and then the whole part
0: with the mom was
1: and the weird. boyfriend.
0: They added that whole thing. Yeah, they added they a lot felt of like sp- they needed a villain,
1: I guess. I guess. But the whole but you point don't of really them,
0: need. Yeah.
1: The story is like the cat in the hat himself is like he's kind of enemy, fun <laughs> villain. We're like, he's ruining the house. Oh, no, we're going to get in trouble. And it's like lighthearted child thought processes of like oh no mom's Mm -hmm. gonna come home and we're gonna get in trouble and that's the whole like problem you don't need to turn it into this huge conspiracy with the
0: boyfriend and boyfriend (laughs) and the military school and yeah yeah it was a lot it was their effort at trying to give i i think at least right like this is my own thoughts of course but in, in my opinion, it was their effort to try and give the characters more depth. Yeah. Right. And do some character development because you don't know much about any of the them. kids lives or personality or anything in the book. But that's not you don't need to. And so their effort to try and, and give them more personality kind of, kind backfired. of backfired. Yes, that's.
1: Yes. I would not rank so. this high on my movie list. No, but yeah. So that's the Cat in the Hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we started off on the on a low note. Let's go we, to a we higher. We started one. off on the
0: low note because
1: just yeah. want well, to get well, that one out of the know.
0: way. Let us know. Do you? In, we'll we'll ask this on our social media too because yeah. I'm curious. Do you like? The cat in in the hat Hat movie, the 2003 Mike Myers cat in the hat movie. Am I missing something? Because there's also an animated cat in the hat TV show on PBS, I think. But that's that's not what we're talking about. That probably (laughs) is better because it's animated, but. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so let us know. Horton Here's a Who came out in 2008. I didn't know it had came out that long ago. I thought it was newer than that, but whatever. Um, I remember when it came so out. So <laughs> it had two directors or a director and then like a co-director. So directed by Jimmy Hayward and Steve Martino. It was written by Ken Dario and Cinco Paul. And the book was originally published in 1954. So even before The Cat in the Hat, this book's even older. It's an even older one of Dr. Seuss's books. And... See, where I think they went wrong in The Cat in the Hat, I think they did right in Horton Hears a Who. Mm. Granted, they share none of the same movie creators, but maybe they do. I didn't look at the entire list. but, But I think that the changes they made in Horton Hears a Who to, like, you know, add more character depth succeeded in making the characters more relatable and making you love the characters more. I love Horton Here's a Who. It's like I love Horton Here's a Who. Such a classic. They did such a great good job casting with it. too, though. They have amazing oh, yeah. voice actors. Mm-hmm. With they, this, this is Jim Carrey. This Jim Carrey is, yes. is Horton. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I think that they've got Steve Carell, and they've mm-hmm. got Jesse McCartney. Jesse McCartney, and and
1: The Dark Horse.
0: The music is really good. Yes,
1: that ending musical number is one of the best. Should have won an award. <laughs> Should have won an award.
0: <laughs> but I just think... Oh, it's got Seth Rogen in it, too. I forgot about that. Will Arnett, yeah. Selena Gomez. It's just really good. Yeah. Great casting. I, I just think a lot more thought went into Horton Hears a Who. Yeah. I know this isn't supposed to be compare the movies to each other, only to their book, but it's kind of becoming... I can't help myself. <laughs> like... Because this was a successful let's take a beloved children's book. And children's books are animated, right? Like Dr. Seuss's books all have tons of pictures. Yeah. So there's no guesswork in the what the character is should look created like. And what for the world you. looks like. Yeah. Like it's all right there. So they took that, like, almost perfectly from the book. Of course, they changed up the animation style so it looks like it's modern, like it's a modern animation, and they added a few characters. Yeah, because it's it's not that long of a book, right? No. Like they're long. I feel like Dr. Seuss children's books are longer than your typical children's book. I mean, it depends like animated on the age children's range book you're looking at, because like there are more words. There do tend to be more pages, but they're still simple short stories mm-hmm. that tend to only seem as long because he liked to write in rhyme and make up words. Like, They're the best. <laughs> so you, there are some creative liberties there that the movie, you know, director and screenwriters got to make to add that depth and and flesh out like a good movie. But I think that they did a really good job and it was really successful. I think
1: that they did a great job of staying true to the storyline. I think that was the And the, the, the thing- message. That the, the cat book. and hat kind of missed is they took too many liberties and went a little yeah. too out there.
0: Whereas yeah, years too of *Who* scary.
1: took what they had, kept it the same, and then just added some meat to the bones. Going back to that meat analogy,
0: yes, <laughs> meat and potatoes. Um, I think is what they normally say. I don't know, but I yeah. So
1: I will let you say your piece before i dive into mine no no no, that was my
0: piece basically oh, that was it okay just my my my, my th- that it's good was <laughs> a successful good. adaptation <laughs> basically my, my main point was just that they did a successful job in fleshing out their characters and making them more relatable that was my main point what a but. short episode it would be if we just came out it was good listen I went into more detail than that originally that was just how I summed up my point it was good. I know
1: I'm just giving you a hard time um okay yeah I will agree Horton Hears a Who they did a fantastic job um something that I really liked was the comedy that they added was a mm-hmm. comedy that is both funny as a kid because I remember watching it as a kid and I thought it was hilarious and as an adult when I watched it back I still crack up it's still got funny parts They did a good job of making it good for all ages to enjoy. Right. And like the musical numbers are a bop. (laughs) And I just it was very endearing. It's a very endearing movie. The message is still there and it's a good message. Like that's the thing with the cat in the hat. Sorry, throwing it back again. <laughs> i
0: don't really this know this is what really just turning into a we hate the cat and hat. A movie. a bash on episode. the cat and hat.
1: <laughs> i don't know what the message they were trying to convey there was like i don't know what the moral was or anything but with horn hairs who it's a very clear message and moral of the story and it's a good message and wholesome and just it makes it a movie that i'm like yeah
0: i would totally show my kids this if i had children <laughs> I think it's good enough that you don't have to watch it just because you have kids. You know, like even if you don't have kids, like yeah, like it's wholesome. It's good to watch at least once, like yeah. even if you don't have kids.
1: Because, like you said, it's, it's, it's a funny killer cast. And it's good,
0: and it's got an amazing cast, and it's got good music. Like, and the animation is well done. It's not like
1: mm-hmm. cheesy or creepy or anything. Like, it's just solid. It's solid.
0: It's solid. It's good. It's soft. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness, I'm yawning. Sorry. This is not related to anything, but does Green Eggs and Ham have like a movie?
1: I remember watching some kind of animated version, but I don't think it was a like feature length film. I think it was like a short. One of those film. specials on TV, like a short. But I do remember okay. distinctly in elementary school watching it. On the computer,
0: underneath our staircase. (laughs) I just know, yeah, I just... Green Eggs and Ham is probably like The Cat in the Hat, one of the most well-known Dr. Seuss books. Mm -hmm. But that one's never been turned into a full-length movie, I don't think. Sorry, I got distracted. (laughs) My fear with the, the Green Eggs and Ham
1: eventual adaptation is that again it doesn't have a strong i mean the 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 moral is don't just turn things down like try new things that's not a very good moral for a full feature length film. it's not a good movie like yeah that's true and so they would have to make some major changes and i don't think anyone would be happy with them so i get why no one's tackled that project
0: i'm just i'd be curious to know if somebody could do it successfully throwing that out there to you filmmakers Someday. Someday.
1: That's, <laughs> That's everyone's soul. dream project to work on.
0: So our last book to talk about is the Lorax slash movie. Uh, so the movie came out in 2012. The most recent. And this is interesting to me. So we'll... Not this part, the next part. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So it was directed by Chris Renaud and Kyle Balda. So again, kind of has two directors. But then the writers are the exact same as Horton Hears a Who. Oh. It's Cinco Paul and Ken Dario. Okay, that checks out. Exact same writers. That checks out. And uh, exactly. I was like, oh, that's not surprising, actually. (laughs) So, oh, I didn't give a recap of what Horton Hears a Who is about. Oh, Yeah. Oh well, all the more reason for you to watch it. But The Lorax, I will just because The Lorax isn't a book I remember. We read Horton Hears a Who as a kid. We mm-hmm. read Cat in the Hat as a kid. We read mm-hmm. a ton of Dr. Seuss books as a kid. I don't remember ever reading The Lorax. We read as The a kid. Lorax. But it basically we did it's very just environmentalist not friendly, much. where <laughs> it it talks about the, the plight of the Lorax because he he speaks for the trees. I and speak for the trees. He's, you know, he's worried about his environment and he has to f- confront the onceler who causes environmental destruction. And
1: I mean, it's really quite a heavy handed topic for a children's book. Yeah.
0: Especially considering Indeed. when it came out. Well, and then it was published in the 70s. So this one was published in 1971. I mean, that kind of, so, you know. That's like that 20 years after the other two. But the 70s were definitely, you
1: know, when but Dr. I Seuss think was
0: kind of always a little bit ahead of the game when it came to it, yeah
1: environmentalism was kind of becoming a bigger issue. I mean, now it's a huge issue. So, again, it, ahead of his time. But <laughs> it's it's yeah. an intense topic. But I do think he does a great job at covering such an intense topic in a still child friendly way.
0: Mm hmm. Well, it kind of makes me think of Fern Gully. Anybody familiar with Fern Gully? Okay, but Fern Gully would give certain children nightmares. I know, but it's, (laughs) you know, it's a children's book. It's animated. It has fairies. It's fun. It's scary. It's basically talking about, like, (laughs) the dangers of pollution and destroying too much of our forests, you know? Like... I guess Fern Gully's... Similar message, done a little bit more intensely, but still really good with good music and stuff, you know? Like... Is Ferngully based on a book? Is that one we could talk about one day? I don't know,
1: <laughs> but yeah. So the Lorax. There's a second Ferngully. Sorry, this is not what we're meant to be talking about. <gasps> I was say,
0: what are you doing? Oh, the, I the was rants rants looking up
1: and tangents we go on. <laughs> I was looking up if Ferngully was based on a book and then it said Ferngully 2, The Magical Rescue. I do remember actually
0: there being a Ferngully 2. I watched it maybe one time, but this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the Lorax. So the Lorax, also phenomenal cast. Zac Efron, Taylor Swift. What? Ferngully is a book? Okay, well we will cover that another time then won't we but it has ed helms danny devito taylor swift betty white like yeah they went all out on the same as horton here's a who right like very very well thought out and very well put together and planned production for an animated musical film targeted towards you know mostly children my big thing with the Lorax is I think the music is so good. Yes, the music in Horton Hears a Who was good, but, like, the music in the Lorax is amazing. Like, well, to be
1: fair, a lot of the music in Horton Hears a Who wasn't, like, original for... Like, they do, like, some covers. yeah.
0: hmm But the Lorax has, like, original music that's so beautifully and wonderfully done. It's just... It's really good. So for a book I didn't really read as a kid. And so like the movie I didn't think would mean as much to me because it wasn't a story that I was as as like familiar with Mm -hmm. still really struck me. And the music I think really helped with that. And it was really impactful and really good. And I added some of the songs on Spotify and to my, I have a, I have a musical playlist, like a Broadway playlist. And I know technically it's not a musical like theater, Production, not yet but not yet it fits that category in my brain so <laughs> yeah Which should i should be won't be long now i can't imagine i remember
1: the lorax coming out um we were in high school i graduated in 2012 you had, so yeah, yeah you had just graduated i was going into my senior year so you know we were not the target demographic for this movie no
0: no, no. and
1: i remember watching it for the first time and it was almost Too good that I was like unsure about it. Like, I remember watching it and I was like overwhelmed by all of the like amazing songs and voice actors and like (laughs) the well done storyline that I. What is
0: happening? I almost (laughs) like just
1: had to like take a step back from it and not watch it for like six years. So revisiting it <laughs> for this was good because it is really good. It is very well done. It's a there's a couple parts where I'm like, okay. <laughs> the scene that specifically sticks out in my mind is when the onesler is yeah. like playing the guitar and he's like in that intense outfit. Do you know the part I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why that scene for me is, like, a little much. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed a little intense for the rest of the theme of the movie. But overall,
0: they did a good job. And that checks out that it's the same writer. I feel like the once kind of a bit of a drama queen, so.
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe I didn't get that. And maybe I need to rewatch it again. I definitely didn't get that in the... Uh, the film I mean the book because I remember reading the book it's very different because I mean it's essentially the Lorax and the one slur and then the people of the village that you don't like Mm -hmm. get to know at all
0: yeah so the Lorax they did very similar things that they did in Horton Hears a Who where they fleshed out more of the characters and gave them more of a personality. But again, it's again, it's not surprising that they were written by the same people because they did a phenomenal job doing that. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's different from the book,
1: but yes. it needed
0: to be to be turned into a successful movie. Yeah. I think that Cinco Paul and Ken Dario could turn Green Eggs and Ham into a <laughs> successful movie. <laughs> Get that Kickstarter going. Where do I write to them? Who are their agents? So
1: <laughs> and I think my biggest thing is just how different the once is. You know, they kind of yeah. humanized him because in the book yeah. you you like don't really see him like as a human.
0: I think that that was a conscious choice. Again, just. For the relatability of the film, and also, oh yeah, 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 to and to try not a, and strengthen the message—that it's like, not a hey, bad choice. In real life, the onesler is not the one destroying trees and habitats; it's humans. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> and like the fact that the onesler goes on this journey of like, ooh, money's nice. Oh wait, we're hmm. killing the planet. <laughs> yeah, and it's a journey that I think a lot of people have Hopefully. to, in some way, go
0: through. Not everybody learns Sadly. the lesson, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you'd hope they, you know, want to be a good steward for our planet in some form. <laughs> yes, but I just I think that
1: overall um, they made it super relatable and super fun to watch and to jam out to. But it is interesting to see that humanization. That that would be my main point. On the difference between the book and the movie. And I don't know. I felt like there was just a little bit less emphasis on the Lorax. Whereas in the Lorax, the book, the Lorax is Mm -hmm. more of like a main character. Whereas I, because it's named after him. Whereas I feel like in the movie, the main character is definitely the Onceler. And the Lorax is kind of there.
0: That, yeah. Well, he's not just kind of there. He's the instigator yeah. For the lessons learned. Yes. Like, he's still an essential part of the story. He couldn't e- remove him. Yes. You know, it's that lamp test. Granted, that's normally meant to show if a woman really, you know, like if women were written into. I can't remember what the it, it has a specific name, but I just call it the lampshade test. If you could replace a female character in a movie with a lamp oh. and nothing in the ch- story changes. Then you got to get better at writing and developing female characters. You know what I mean? So it's like you couldn't replace the Lorax with a lamp. No. It no. would change the story. So. Yeah.
1: And I get why they didn't want the Lorax to be the main character, because, you know, they wanted someone more relatable than the little yellow fuzzy dude.
0: <laughs> um, he's orange. How dare you? No,
1: <laughs> I think he's yellow in the, the books. No, he's orange with
0: a yellow mustache. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. I clearly remember yellow in my head. He's got yellow eyebrows and a yellow mustache. Uh, okay, thing. yep. There you go. That's why I was... I'm yellow pretty sure was, it's the same in the book as it is, as yeah. it is in, it, in the movie. Right. Okay, like... How dare you miscolor him? <laughs> <laughs> but if you haven't taken the time to watch the Lorax either... Because I'll be honest, I did not see it when it first came out in 2012, because like we mentioned earlier, I think it came out during the summer. I had just graduated. I was working and getting ready to go to college, and I was not interested in going and seeing a children's movie. <laughs> like, see, I remember but, watching it, but it was like a fever dream. It sounds <laughs> like, the, it's like a fever dream. <laughs> uh, it sounds like the kind of movie that your friends would want to go see. In high school, still. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so this is my message to you, non-child having folk. That was a weird way to say that. To the non-parents out there, <laughs> go still take the time to go see some children's movies. They're still really good and they're still really funny. But you don't even and have if to. If you're having a bad go day, see them. Just they will make you feel better. Stay in bed and see them. Yeah. Throw them up on your TV. Everything can be streamed these days. Exactly. But, alrighty. So, for fan faux pas, we have one. We have two. We do. Okay. We have a special second one because I happen to be home right now. Oh, that's true. And so, my sister, well, our sister, sorry, it's not just (laughs) my sister, it's both of our sisters. Wow, I see how it is. Rachel, she's the one who suggested we do the Lorax. She, I'm gonna have her come and give her fan faux pas in person, in real time. Whoa. Okay,
1: this is exciting but we'll for us. We'll read but. The, the one first. So, <laughs> yeah. do you have it up, or should I? I
0: thought you were gonna do it because I'm gonna go get Rach.
1: <laughs> oh okay. yeah, it's a a deviceman. Let me pull it up. I thought you had to pull it pulled up. Sorry. All, All
0: right. right. So go ahead I and have and read the fan
1: faux pas first, and cut back in. Okay, Okay. so I have one. Should we clap again? No. I have one from Allie L. She says, The Lorax was one of my favorite books growing up. The movie was good, but I was really annoyed by that short man who sold bottled oxygen to everyone in town. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's just such a funny, like, specific faux pas. That I just love. I mean, yeah, he was he was super annoying. I totally get it, but I just love that. So thanks, Allie. You're right. He was the worst.
0: <laughs> he was really weird. All righty. So now we will have our special guest. Liv, I need you to get off my lap. Sorry. We have two special guests because my daughter has joined us. <laughs> <laughs> As she likes to do frequently. Um, so this is our sister, Rachel. And... She, I only have one microphone, so.
2: I mean, I have one bad thing about, like, the end of the movie. Because the end of the movie could have had, like, so much more, like, after, after of the story. So, like, at the end, they could have added something, which would have made it so much better, like, in the future. Because I feel like in the movie, they ended it, like, too abruptly. Because at the end, it just kind of cuts off. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a happy ending, The Lorax comes back. He's happy. But then nothing happens. Like, I feel like they could have had maybe the kid come back with his kids later on and talk about what had happened. Or maybe had something like with him and his kids and. uh, Yes. The show that it was like in the future and that things had changed and there were more of them and like there were actual trees and something had actually changed instead of. Just ending it with, like, oh, yeah, it's a happy ending. Woo. Nothing else happens. And so that that's probably the one bad thing, like, the worst thing that I could think of. It was a pretty good movie in total. I feel like it did pretty good. It was a pretty good movie for being the Lorax. <laughs> but, um, other than that, I think that they could have maybe at the end made it so that he didn't have such the, uh... The guy that was creating air. Um, Maybe he didn't have such like ending that was just he didn't put like any fight into it. He just kind of gave up. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing happened. He just kind of got cut. Just kind of gave up. I feel like he would have or could have maybe tried to like run away and like escape or they could have had him run away and escape. They could have had him do that. Instead, they just kind of made it so that his character kind of accepted defeat, just like the Onceler did when he had, he had finally like the Onceler accepted that he had done something bad, which was a good thing. But I can't say that the more evil character that would have given up the same way that the Lorax, not the Lorax, the Onceler did, because the Onceler knew that he had done something wrong. But. And he admitted it after the he was like, okay, yeah, I messed up. But the guy that was creating it. He just kind of he knew what he was doing was wrong. He knew that he shouldn't have been doing it, but he just continued on with doing it. So I think he should have maybe like he could have tried to run away, or he could have jumped in like a car and tried to drive away, or something to show that he was character.
0: What? Something more fitting of his character yeah,
2: something to fit more of his character on like that he knew what he was doing was wrong
0: yeah
2: other than that, it was a good movie. There were some really funny songs then there was a lot of good discussion that you could have about it, but there's also like, oh yeah, they should have added this, and it depends on like your opinion on what makes a good movie and it also depends on what you think, but it it there was definitely some things that you could have they could have added and taken away from the main part of the movie. Thank you. Love you. Rachel, everybody.
0: She's only 12. And now she needs to go back to watching my kid, so. (laughs) 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 So yeah, those are our fan faux pas this week. Uh, I think Rachel made some good points. So, what'd you forget? Oh, there's her phone, it's important. Okay, so that is our Dr. Seuss special. You look like you're deep in thought on something, T.T. What did we forget? <laughs> um, I, don't think, I don't think we forgot anything. I
1: was just, I was trying to make sure that I wasn't forgetting some other, like, huge Dr. Seuss movie.
0: <laughs> like, we somehow just totally Just the Grinch, but on. we already said we'll do the Grinch come Christmas time. Okay, cool. If so. we forgot any, guys, let us know. Shout us out. I mean, there's probably... Like we said, there's probably more, but none that are, like, feature length. Because I remember watching, like, the Sneeches on the Beaches. Oh, yeah. But it was, you know, a, like, it was, TV it was, show episode. Was, or no, it was Sneetches a movie. with stars upon Thars. It was a know? movie,
1: but it was, like, clipped. It was, like, the Green Eggs and Ham yeah. one. And then the this, this Sneeches one. And then uh-huh. the the two guys that stand... Facing each other, and then they just stand there forever and ever, and the city gets built
0: around them. Oh, in the city because they refuse to step aside. They refuse to step aside for each other, and they just stand there for forever. What is that? The the highways get built around them. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's a funny one. I can't remember. Dr. Seuss is good. What a clever man.
1: And so I was just, yeah, trying to make sure we weren't forgetting anything. But no, it's, I mean, Dr. Seuss is a classic. I don't think you can go wrong with, well, no, that's wrong. The cat in the hat was messed up, but you can't (laughs) go wrong with the other two. So if you haven't Mm -hmm. seen them, give them a shot. Give them a chance. I think you'll really like them.
0: And then next week, we've got our mini sewed coming out. Yes. And then the following week, we have The Great Gatsby, which is? one of my all-time favorites yeah like one of my favorite books you're gonna Doesn't beat out pride and prejudice but oh my gosh i love it
2: <laughs> and I... the older
0: movie's not that great but i actually really enjoy the new movie the leo dicaprio one and toby Maguire makes a surprisingly good nick we'll get into it <laughs> okay <laughs> don't spoil but, um, too much yeah sorry getting ahead of myself but with uh We'll be doing that with We Ship It podcast, like I mentioned earlier with uh, uh, Steph and Devin. So if in preparation for that, you want to go listen to some of their so specifically, they have already released their episode about Gatsby and Daisy. And it's really good. If you want to go listen to it, it's one of my favorite episodes of theirs. Probably not that surprisingly, since it's about one of my favorite books, but it's their second episode about Gatsby and Daisy, and it's really good. So anyway, there you have it. That that is our episode today. It was a different one. Um, (laughs) Sorry if it seems weird. I am traveling. It's it's a little difficult. To, to record and, and edit and stuff while traveling, but we're making it work. We're making it work. We didn't want to take a summer long hiatus, so we are making it work. <laughs> yeah. And this episode was just different. Designers, make it work. There's always time for a Tim Gunn impression. Yep. As Leslie Nope would say.
1: Um, No, I mean, we're just, this episode was weird too, because we're trying to cram three in one, but also like there are three that are based on children's books that are like 12 pages long so there's not <laughs> much <laughs> longer to go than 12 on pages <laughs> some of them feels
0: like they're only 12 pages long but anyway that's that's our episode tune in next week for a minisode if you want or in two weeks for the great gatsby those are the main points to take away here at the end of this yes otherwise hope you're enjoying your summer have a great week and don't forget to read